This is Brain Diet, episode 153, How to Allow an Urge. I love so much focusing on the food we feed our body, but I love even more focusing on the stuff we feed our brain. My name is Taylor Ann Macy, and I am a certified life coach. Welcome to Brain Diet, where we feed your brain the best information. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the podcast. When this episode airs, I believe it will air on February 3rd. So if you are listening on the day this episode comes out or in the subsequent two days afterward, I want to remind you that I am teaching a class called Autoimmune Nutrition Made Simple. And I am teaching this class February 6th, 11 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. And within the class, I am going to help you sift through the noise of autoimmune health and essentially simplify your approach to nutrition because it can feel overwhelming, it can feel confusing, and it can be difficult to know where to start and what to prioritize when it comes to how to eat with an autoimmune condition. And so I'm going to teach you all about that. I will help you learn how to simplify your diet and still enjoy the food that you're eating, the overall do's and don'ts of autoimmune nutrition. And I'll be sharing some of the mistakes that people make in nutrition and in weight loss. And at the end of this class, you will have a chance to ask questions. So I will open it up for a Q&A where we can talk about what's on your mind, what you need help with, and how um, you can more easily approach your nutrition with an autoimmune condition. So the link to register for that free class that is on February 6th is in the show notes. So if you want to register for that, if you want to catch that, then please do so. And if you're not able to make the class live, you still will get the replay. So don't worry if you're not able to get there at 11 a.m. Mountain Standard Time on the 6th, just register and I will send you the replay beautifully packaged afterward. So be sure to check that out. I'm very excited about this. I'm really stoked to share some things that are vital and life-changing and simple when it comes to autoimmune nutrition. So with that, let's talk about our topic today. The title of this episode is How to Allow an Urge. So I'm going to get into what that means, but why did I choose this topic? What it is that I am teaching you today is the difference between being able to follow through consistently over time or failing and giving up. So following through on a diet over time is something that creates sustainability and ultimately creates the lasting results that you want for yourself. Whether it is being in a caloric deficit, meaning eating less than so you can pursue weight loss or fat loss, or if it's at a maintenance level, Whatever the diet is, the word diet is essentially just what we are eating, but it's oftentimes used synonymously with trying to lose weight, which isn't necessarily a straight across comparison, but whatever diet you want to follow for whatever reasons, there are things that inevitably get in the way for most people. There are things that get in the way of the ability to be consistent, to continue to follow through and to create long-term change and results. 
what I'm sharing here today is essentially the secret to following through when you're not in a vacuum. Because I hear my husband say this all the time, and I totally agree that if you had no outside influences in your life, and if you had someone preparing every bite of food you took for you, and if there was no, you didn't have other people, you didn't have children, you didn't have events, you didn't have anything else affecting your life, it would be a lot easier to follow through with certain health behaviors, right? And of course, it's just a thought. It's just a story that you tell yourself. Like, it's so much harder to follow through when I have kids or it's so much harder to follow through when, you know, I have all of these events or when I'm busy. And of course, that's just a story that we tell ourselves that's totally optional that doesn't have to be true. There are ways we can make it easier simply by how we are thinking about it. But generally speaking, I think that we can look at that idea for the sake of today's episode that, yeah, there would be a lot of things that would be easier if we didn't have any of those outside influences when it comes to how we eat and how we pursue our health. And so essentially, this just begs the question of when life is messy, which it is for, I don't know about you, but it is for me pretty much all the time. (laughs) But when life happens, when you're busy, when you have lots of things going on, when you have outside influences, how do you stay on track? Which I will say there is no track, by the way. There's no right or wrong when it comes to how to feed yourself or how to eat. But let's say that you have set some type of goal for yourself. And in your mind, you've created some type of definition for what the track means for you. So when your life gets busy and the track that you've defined for yourself maybe gets derailed, how do you follow through? How do you stay aligned with what it is you want to accomplish? And so what I'm going to share with you today is essentially the secret to following through even when it's difficult, even when it's hard. Over the course of this podcast, which we're coming up on three years, having released a weekly episode for three years, isn't that fun? But over the course of this podcast, I have talked about, shared a few episodes regarding the differences between like willpower and allowing an urge. And I wanted to encapsulate that today because I think learning to allow urges is such an understated skill that all of us could benefit from in some regard, whether it's health and eating or something completely different. It's a really valuable skill to have. So let's talk about what what an urge is in the first place. It's when you have an urge to do something, it can be something like, oh, I want to grab my phone. Oh, I just want to eat that. Oh, that looks good. Urges are feelings that we have in our body to do something, right? They are emotions that drive us to take action, to do something, whether it's to take a bite or to grab our phone or something like that. These feelings, these urges, we create with how we are thinking. Urges don't come from the food that's placed in front of you. They don't come from the phone that's sitting next to you. Urges come from how you are thinking about the food that's in front of you or the phone that's sitting next to you. And the thoughts that we have that create these urges are very like boring, simple, quiet thoughts. Like they don't feel like that big of a deal. It's a thought like, oh, that looks good. Oh, that probably tastes good. I wonder what that tastes like. Oh, I bet those are delicious. Or even like, oh, I'm just bored. I don't want to sit here. I wonder what's going on on Instagram, right? We just have these like subtle thoughts that don't feel that big, but the urge, the feeling feels big and powerful. And it feels almost as though if it, 
isn't answered, if it isn't satisfied, that there is going to be a large consequence. Have you ever felt this before where you're like, if I don't eat that thing, then something awful is going to happen, right? And even though logically we know that's probably not true, it's how it feels in our body, right? So using willpower in these situations is working against the desire that you have to do something. So if you have a desire to eat something, if you have a desire to grab your phone or something like that, you are working against it, you are fighting against it, and you are being strong in regard to it. So this mentally, these thoughts that are using your willpower are things like, I'm not going to eat it. I can't. Okay, don't do it. I shouldn't be eating that. That's not good for me. Have you had these thoughts before? Where it's like, you started a new diet, you started something new and you're like, okay, I have to stay on this track that I've set for myself and it has to be this like all or nothing thing and there's something that has gotten in the way and it's very tempting and I'm not going to eat it. I'm not going to do it. I can't do it. This is going to be bad. It's, I, this isn't going to help me. This is going to be really harmful. This is going to be really hard, yada, yada. We just have this noise in our minds about it. But we're like working against that desire that we have. We're fighting against it. We're like, I don't know. Like it's like white knuckling, right? That's what I picture. And I'm literally holding my hand here like in a fist as if it's like you're working against something. You're pushing. You're using energy against something. If you are using energy in this way, you will eventually deplete that energy. You will run out of willpower because you are exerting yourself in a way and that will eventually run out just as we do in every other regard. We get tired with everything else in our life. Okay, so that's what using willpower is. Allowing an urge is allowing it without answering it. But how do we do this? That's what I'm going to share with you today. We have trained our brain to want things by reinforcing the desire when we have it. So I'll give you an example of this. There are these candies that are nerd gummies and they have this like soft sour not really sour but candy in the middle and then there's like nerds surrounding the little chewy candy thing they've been around for a long time and as far as I know I've never wanted them I've never thought about them I've never spent any time wanting them and then I saw them for the first time and I had this thought I'm like oh those look good I want to give those a try. I like sour candies. And it was just kind of like a small thought, but it gave me a little bit of an urge. I'm like, let's try those. And it wasn't a huge desire, but I had a little bit of desire for it because of this thought where I was like, those are good. And so I tried one and I was like, oh my gosh, these are so good. These are such good candies. And I'm like, okay, well, this is my life now. These are my new favorite candies. <laughs> Not really, but kind of. And what happened is I had never wanted them, but then I wanted them a little bit. And then I reinforced that desire by answering it, by eating the things that I wanted. And so then the more I did that, the more I kind of wanted them because I was creating these pathways in my brain where my brain was learning and adapting. It's like this little machine that learns and adapts where it goes, oh, when we offer up this desire for something, for this specific candy, it gets rewarded and we feel good for a minute we get to have a little bit of a dopamine hit because you reward this desire when you have, when, when we offer it, when we say, hey, you know what? We should have some of those nerd gummies. And then what happens is we satisfy it. We eat the nerd gummies and we reinforce that desire pathway. What is so amazing about the brain is just as we create these pathways and reinforce them, we can do the opposite. And we do this by allowing urges. 
when we allow urges and we do not satisfy that neural pathway, then that neural pathway starts to get less traffic. When you stop reinforcing the desire by rewarding it, you decrease the desire for it. And that's what changes your brain chemistry. Whereas willpower actually compounds the desire for it, right? When you're using your willpower for something and you're using your energy and you have this dialogue of like, oh, it's so bad for me. It's so forbidden. You actually have the opposite of the intended effect where you end up wanting it more. And so that neural pathway is just like begging to be satisfied because you're working against it, right? All this to say, how do we do that? How do we allow urges? What's the difference between allowing an urge and using willpower? I want you to think about it this way. If using willpower and resisting an urge is one extreme of a spectrum and giving into an urge, meaning I see the nerd gummies, I want the nerd gummies, I eat the nerd gummies. If that is the other end of the spectrum, allowing an urge is right in the middle. And here is what I mean by this. Everything comes down to how you are talking to yourself when you have the desire for something. When you have the desire to eat the thing that isn't in alignment with what you want to be eating, how you are talking matters. So here is the dialogue that I would offer for you to try on in these instances and to see how it feels in your body. Because if you're normally used to like, oh, I'm not going to eat it. I can't. I shouldn't. That's not good for me. It probably feels terrible. And then you probably want it more right? And that's when you're just like, eh, I'm going to throw in the towel. I'm done with this, right? So here's what it looks like to be in the middle. It's saying, oh, I have these nerd gummies and I can totally eat them if I want. I can eat them and I would be totally fine if I did. And if I do eat them, I will not beat myself up about it. I will be so kind to myself and have my own back if I eat those things. And I cannot eat it. I cannot eat those nerd gummies and I will actually be fine too. I really can have them if I want and I really will be fine if I do and I'll be nice to myself about it and I also cannot have it and I will be just as fine. Allowing an urge is recognizing that you really truly can have these foods that are in front of you. You really can and odds are you'll probably be fine. If you eat those things, you'll probably be fine. And you also can not eat the thing and you will be just as fine. And following through on your word to not beat yourself up after you do it, after you eat it, is vital. So what this means is really truly saying, you can eat that. And afterward, I'm not going to be mean. I'm not going to be critical. I'm not going to make you feel guilty. I'm not going to feel ashamed. But also... We could not eat it and we would be fine. And you won't be missing out on something amazing and life-altering if you don't eat it. You won't necessarily be having a less extraordinary life if you don't eat the thing. In fact, I feel like in my experience, I've eaten enough things and had enough instances where I've eaten too much or eaten things that don't make me feel good that sometimes that alone can actually make life a lot less extraordinary. And so the truth is, If I don't eat those things, I'm not going to be missing out on something that's really extraordinary. But I still can eat them and it will be fine and I'll be nice to myself about it. And even if I eat the thing and afterward I don't beat myself up, I'm kind to myself about it, I might not physically feel good, 
but that's okay. I can still have my back with every bite that I take. And I think this is the most crucial piece to all of this is if you think about your relationship with you, you have a relationship with your current self, with who you are now. You have a relationship with yourself in the future and how you think about yourself in the future. And you have a relationship with yourself in the past and the past version of you that's done all the things. And so when you can allow an urge, that's going to mean you're saying, I can have this. I really could. And I'm going to be fine. I might not feel physically well, but my life's going to be okay. And I'm not going to be mean to myself about it. Having a good relationship with your past self is saying, not only will I not beat myself up for the things that I have eaten, I won't say anything negative about it at all. In fact, I will have such a good relationship with that past version of me. I'll be like, I am so glad you got to eat that. I'm so glad that you got to enjoy that food, that treat, that dessert. Lucky you. That was amazing, wasn't it? That was really delicious. And maybe now I don't feel so good physically, but I would totally do that for you, past self. I've got your back. I would feel this way now so that you could enjoy that food that you ate yesterday or last week or whenever it was. And maybe there even is a consequence of like, yeah, maybe today I'm not feeling as like good in my clothes, but that's okay, past self. I love you and I would totally feel this way physically. I'm still going to have your back because for you to enjoy that, I will take care of you. And that's okay. I can just feel this way for today. This is having a genuine, genuinely healthy relationship with myself is by continuing this dialogue and saying, I can have those things. I really can. And I'm going to have my back 100% if I do. Meaning tomorrow, I'm not only going to avoid negativity about it, but I'm going to be like, wow, I'm so glad you got to enjoy that. Wasn't that delicious? What a great day we had. When you can have that type of relationship with yourself, then you believe yourself when you say, I can have this thing or I cannot have this thing and I will be fine because it's true. Because if you do eat the thing and you believe that it's true, that everything's going to be fine, then you will have a very delightful environment inside your brain no matter what you've eaten. You'll be taking care of yourself. You'll be loving yourself mentally no matter what you've eaten. And when you can really believe that, then in those moments when you can tell yourself, hey, we totally can eat this thing. We really can. And we will be totally fine if we do. And we can also not eat this thing and we will be fine also. Because no matter what, we are going to be kind to ourselves about it. We are going to love ourselves. We're going to appreciate the food that we have, appreciate the opportunity that we have to eat. And even though we might not feel physically well, if we do eat the thing, we're still gonna have our own back. We're still going to take care of ourselves and we're still going to love ourselves. And this is how you learn to sit with urges is you learn to hold space for both of those things. Meaning there's a brownie in front of you that you want to eat and you can tell yourself, I can have, I really can. I can have it and it's going to be just fine or I cannot have it and I will be fine also. And my life won't be any less extraordinary. And when you can allow for that desire to be there and really not argue with it, not work against it, not be like, I shouldn't have that. This is going to be terrible if I have that. But instead to cultivate that dialogue of self-love and support and encouragement, it makes it easier to maybe not satisfy those urges all the time. 
it makes it easier to have an urge and be like, you know what? I can feel this way and I'm going to be okay because I can have that if I want to. Maybe I'm just going to choose not to right now. And maybe tomorrow I will choose to eat it. But for now, in this moment, I know I can have that thing and maybe I'll choose not to. And if I do, I'm still going to have my back 100%. I hope you can hear in all of this the stark contrast of what a dialogue might look like internally when you are around foods that might be off track for you. If you have foods in front of you that people bring, or if you are busy and there are foods around you that may not be the most strategic thing, it is vital that you talk to yourself in a strategic way because how you talk to yourself is going to lead to you feeling a certain way and how you're feeling drives how you act. And so if you're feeling restricted and guilty and ashamed and nervous when you're around those foods, then it's going to lead you to act in a way that probably isn't the most useful way to show up. But when you can really talk to yourself in a way that's loving and give space for the desire that you have for those foods and just make a decision that's based in love to be like, I really can have that and I'm going to be okay if I do. And maybe I'll choose not to, but there's no right choice here. I get to decide and I decide that I will have my back either way. That dialogue matters. Remind yourself that the only messaging that says you can't have any foods is ultimately you because you're the one that's putting hand to mouth. No one's deciding it for you. Even if someone's prescribing you some type of diet, some type of food plan, you are always the one that gets to decide whether you put your hand to mouth. And so when you can take ownership over that and say, maybe sometimes I am going to have these things and I'm going to be so kind to myself about it, then there's a lot less pressure because you're so much more comfortable being with yourself and being in your mind that you're not looking to get away from all that pain. And then you eventually end up like way overeating just to escape the dialogue that is so painful inside your mind. So pay attention to that and try on this idea of standing in the middle. It's like, okay, I'm not going to resist the, or- the urge and I'm not going to give into it. I'm just going to stay in the middle of this spectrum and just remind myself that I can have this and I'll be okay. I'll be okay. And I also could not eat it and I will be fine. Everything's going to be okay. So that is all I have for you, everybody. Thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you next week. Don't forget to sign up for that webinar if you're interested. Take care. Are you ready to lose weight, but you don't know where to start? I have something for free that can help. Here at Brain Diet, I offer a free set your custom macros call. On this call, I'll want to know what your goals are and set you on the nutritional path to achieving them. This is a private call with me where I get all the information about you and your body so I can deliver a custom calorie and macronutrient count that when implemented will lead to weight loss in a kind and nourishing way. And if you're ready to hire a coach to walk you through every step of your weight loss journey, I'll tell you everything you need to know about that too. So if it's your time to start losing weight in a sustainable, healthy, and nourishing way, sign up for this free set your custom macro call at the link in the show notes. I'll see you soon. Thank you.